get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Hollywood could not write a script with a more important, intriguing matchup to see how the West Division in the Canadian Football League shakes out heading into the 2023 playoffs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Game Day Winnipeg. Oh, you're already hearing the man laugh. Let's bring him in. My brother, Chris Walby. How are you, my friend? What's cooking? I was all right. The phone just kind of went off. I'm getting all excited. As I told you, you know, pre, uh, pre-show pre here, I'm heading to the old Alma Mata Dickinson State tomorrow Ooh. for uh, four days to watch uh, my old Alma Mata at homecoming. So I'm really excited about seeing some of the guys I haven't seen for a few years. So That's awesome. But this is about the Bombers and the Lions. Let's go back to the real meat of the potatoes. Yeah, and the meat and the potatoes of this game is an MOP race. It is a West Division title race, and it is really, I think, a bragging rights race in a lot of ways between two teams that, in their two previous matchups, both here in Winnipeg, of course, Friday night will be in Vancouver. Join us for the postgame, game day after dark here on Bonfire Sports. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. Going live just a moment, uh, a couple moments after the game. But it was a 30-6 to dominant Lions win back in week three. That was in October, uh, or sorry, back in, in late June. And then uh, Winnipeg uh, really put the boots to them in week nine, just six weeks later, 50 to 14. Now they go to Vancouver, the lion's den, as they call it. The upper deck is open near capacity crowd. If not, will be a capacity crowd at BC place. Uh, We're going to talk about Janarian Grant. We're going to look at the depth charts and see who is in and who is out. We're going to talk about BC's lineup and some of the players that they're returning to health. Patrick Newfeld, veteran offensive lineman for the Blue Bombers, game time decision this week. The key of Winnipeg's offense, Brady Oliveira versus the BC Lions run defense could be uh, a big part of it. Demario Houston, um, more about Zach Kolaris and, and Vernon Adams Jr. Chris, out of all of those things, what storyline stands out to you the most when you're thinking Bombers-Lions Friday night? BC Place. Number one story, BC Place. Anybody that's ever played there, even with a half a crowd because of the dome, it's so loud. And as you mentioned just recently now, that they're, they, they might have a full house. And I remember playing there when it was a full house, and it's crazy there. You can't even have, we had to hold hands. And I'm not, I'm talking about the offensive line because there's no way to hear the snap count. And I know you want to go silent count, but still it's tough when you have to watch the end or whoever you're blocking. When they move, you move, which is uh, exactly the opposite of what you're trying to do. And you want to have the jump as an old lineman. You want to be the guy that, you know, gets off the line quicker. So uh, it's going to be tough to play there. I, um, you know, I think that it'll be interesting to see how the Bombers offense uh, takes on the Ryan Phillips defense and that crowd. Uh, it usually is always good for one or two procedure calls. Uh, so it's, you know, it's just going to be very interesting. I think it's a very tough place to play. Uh, BC was not one of the, you know, top teams for a while, but the last couple of years they're getting stronger. And I think Rick Campbell has this team playing excellent football at the right time of the year. Yeah. The big question coming into this season, Chris, of course, was what will this team be without Nathan Rourke? Now Vernon Adams Jr. Leads the CFL in passing yards and is just two touchdown throws behind Zach Kolaris for uh, the league lead. And uh, outside of one game, Michael Shea talked about this uh, this week uh, here in Winnipeg during the practice week that outside of one game, Vernon Adams Jr. has not been the VA that we have come to know over the last several years in his CFL career. And that is one that. You know, he he gets a little bit loose with the football and can turn it over. Yep. He had six interceptions against, no question right now, the best team in the CFL, the Toronto Argonauts. And outside of that, Vernon Adams Jr. has been very good. He's he's really got this team on his back. Yeah, he does. And it's interesting you mentioned the Argos because every team watches what another team does defensively to stop your offense. So you know that the Bombers are looking, Richie Hall, Defensive coordinator is looking at what the, uh, you know, Mace has done with Toronto. What did he do to have success against Vernon Adams to have him force him to throw those balls? Like you say, that's a one, that's the one asterisk on his resume this year. 
Um, you know, and the other thing we should throw out there right now is that in the big wipeout by the Bombers when they won by 50 to 14 or whatever it was, Vernon Adams didn't play. It was Dane right. Evans, Dane Evans, excuse me, and Dominic Davis. So now you got VA who's coming in now. He's number one in the CFL, 47 completions, over 20 plus yards. Uh, he's, he's, he has, you know what? I, I'm blown away how accurate he is with the football right now. Granted, he's got a hell of a receiving crew out there. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the top, you know, it matches up well. If I want to look at the Bombers offensive receivers, BC is very similar. You're lucky yeah, white on Ken Hatcher, Dominic, you know, I mean, come on, man. Uh, you got rhymes, you got Alexander Hollins. Uh, they've got one a one B one, a one B in my it, opinion. Absolutely. Best this is why both teams 11 and four classic matchup classic. I'm PO'd right now because when I go to the States, why? I was Googling. I said, hey, can you get this game down there? No. What do you mean you can't get the game? Because TSN, uh, for some reason where I'm going, TSN won't be there. But I, I'm sure I can find it. I'm going to find it. You can I get it on you. CFL Plus. So it will be streaming internationally, streaming on CFL's website. But if you, I have to use my phone, um, I don't know if that's going to cost me my if, data. If you're on a, pay. well, find some Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, I'll go to, That'll yeah, you're right, the hotel. I use the hotel Wi-Fi. You're right. That's right. Um, you know, I've just I have got to do you. That I got you, Chris. I gotta I gotta figure that out because seriously, this is the one game I definitely want to watch. Yeah. And uh it Not doesn't start till I believe eight o'clock. So I mean I'll Nine. be down there by that time having a couple of cold American beers by that time. So I'm I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I mean, seriously, man. Woo! Yeah. Well, you you know the one point five to one ratio when you're drinking those American beers, but it's a nine p.m. Yeah. Central Time kickoff. It's going to be a late one, but we will have post game coverage here, pre game, post game, every game yeah. on Bonfire Sports. Um, so when let's let's talk before we get into the nuts and bolts of the game because we're going to look at the depth charts, we're going to uh, see who's in and who's out, and we're going to talk more about Janarian Grant because that is a huge addition to the Blue Bombers lineup, arguably where they need it the most right now. Um, But when it comes to, in my opinion, the biggest storyline of this game is the West Division Most Outstanding Player nominee could be determined on Friday night when Vernon Adams Jr. plays against Zach Kolaris. Kolaris, of course, has won the last two MOP awards. Um, What Vernon Adams Jr. has done this season uh, has has been incredibly impressive. I'd be very surprised if Chad Kelly wasn't the East Division nominee. It really does come down to Kolaris and Adams. And uh, like as of right now, Chris, how do you see it shaking out? Well, I tell you, I I agree with you 100%. uh, When you throw it all on one game, which you hate to do because the season rests on it, but still, um, you know, it's a season series. Whoever has this and wins the next game, Basically, you clinch first in that one game to the cup. So uh, I think it does a lot for your ranking. And I think that uh, depending who comes out and really lights it up. Listen, Vernon Adams has got an advantage in my mind right now. He's played well. They are on a four-game win streak. Evidently, coincidentally, since head coach Rick Campbell started to grow a beard. If you go on the website, you're going to laugh about it because the players ask, Hey, coach, how you like the beard? He goes, uh, it's okay. The wife's not too thrilled, but it's okay. But he won't shave it off because they're 4-0 since he started to grow a beard. So, you know how you get – this is how funny. Every team has, you know, your little idiosyncrasies. You know, you're a little worried about what to do. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about. When you go to a locker room, you do certain things a certain way every 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 game. If I got a pair of socks and I'm winning football, I'm wearing them socks all the time. You know, it's crazy as it sounds. So, I think it's interesting. But to go to your point – I think Vernon's got a bit of an advantage because he's going to be playing and a home crowd. Yeah. Um, and these, hey, listen, they're juiced up. Forget about that 50 to 14 game. I, I don't understand. They keep asking. You can about forget it. about everything play. prior to this one. It doesn't yeah, exactly. matter. It doesn't matter. Exactly. This it's is one going game. to determine the season series. One game. And yeah. now we're in, the, it's basically like, like, it's basically a playoff game. It yeah. really is. Because whoever wins it, as they say, you know, you got a really good chance of, of, of wrapping up that first place of what you want in a tough West division. So, now, the, um, the true reality is the winner of this game does not lock up first place mathematically, no. but whoever wins between Winnipeg and BC on Friday night, their magic number to lock in first place in the West is one, which means they either win one game 
remaining or the other team loses one game remaining. So say Winnipeg wins, they would need a victory against Edmonton or Calgary, their final two games of the season, or a BC loss. Of course, BC's final games at Hamilton, home to Calgary, and then they have a bye in week 21. Of course, Winnipeg goes into a bye after this game. And I think that works to Winnipeg's advantage, Chris, because they could, you know, they they can and will leave everything on the line in this game because they can rest up uh, prior to, uh, you know, their, their final two games of the regular season. But for Zach Kolaris, I would argue that while this season hasn't been as good as his previous two where he has been named CFL MOP, I would say that collectively his, um, you know, his collective work this season has him. Yeah, it is absolutely outstanding. But yeah. Vernon Adams Jr. has been incredible. He had uh, uh, nearly 400 yards passing last week uh, while his team just couldn't get it going until it absolutely needed to. He put together three touchdown drives in the final few minutes uh, in, in a win over Ottawa. Uh, they then... Uh, Are you talking uh, about last week? Because last week two, two weeks ago. Yards. And he'd be off. Well, he beat Saskatchewan last week, and they were beating Saskatchewan. Right. Up Sorry, yeah, four hundred fifty-eight yards. Yes, four hundred fifty-eight yards. Yeah, Incre- uh, incredible. Like and then, four, yeah, four, uh, four two off. weeks ago, uh, does it at home, losing to the Ottawa Redblacks, who entered that game losing seven straight. They were winless in over you know two and a half months. And they somehow find a way to score Winnipeg or sorry, BC that is three touchdowns in the final three and a half minutes to to win so what vernon adams jr has done is as impressive in a lot of ways because of the late game heroics and leading his team to touchdown drives versus uh zach Kolaris that has given his team healthy leads to allow brady Oliveira to lead the league in rushing and, and just absolutely murder the clock late in games so it's really going to come down to i think this game for a lot of voters four CFL MOP awards of who the most outstanding player in the West division is VA versus Zach Kolaris head to head. And as you mentioned, Chris, it was Dane Evans, not Vernon Adams jr. When Winnipeg beat BC 50 to 14, it was Vernon Adams at the controls when Winnipeg could only muster two field goals in a 30 to six loss at IG field. Yeah, and a tale of two t- teams uh, back then. But I'll say this about yeah. one other thing that's in, I believe, Zach's favor is not only is he, you know, right in that race as far as yards, touchdowns. I mean, he's got 30 touchdown passes, 45 touchdown drives. But the fact is he's also got the, a leading rusher. Bombers are a team that, if you look at the stats, they are a predominant run first on first down. And yep. when you have a guy like Brady Oliveira who thrives on getting that football, I mean, he just goes and beats everybody out right now. I mean, he's just a tough runner. And you look at uh, BC, who are basically living off the arm of VA. They only average 85 yards rushing. They're uh, basically number eight. So you have the number one rushing team in the Bombers versus number eight team uh, right at the bottom of the league with BC. Now, will that change? Taekwon Mizell is a good running back. There's no doubt about it. He's five yards short of 1,000 yards. It's very similar to how Winnipeg was last season where Brady Oliveira got 1,000 yards, hit the 1,000-yard mark in his final game while Kolaris threw the lights out. Very similar. I thought Taekwon only had 750 yards rushing, but you may be right. Uh, But I thought he had, uh, you know. Now you're putting doubt in my mind. You're putting doubt in my mind. Yeah, baby. I, you know me. I do my homework, brother. I do yes, my you homework. Do. Yes, you do. Because I want to make sure that when I come on a show with you, DB, that I can live up to your hype. You know what I mean? That's the game, <laughs> baby. But I'll say this. Exactly. I, I love the way the Bombers run the football. Uh, I think they had two games. I was looking at what uh, um, Mr. Uh, Oliveira did. I believe he had uh, two games at 70 yards each game. Uh, nothing, nothing spectacular. Um, but having said that, I think that he has got stronger as the year has gone by. Uh, it seems like every game he's hungrier to get that football. He reminds me of a young Willard Reeves that would just give me the ball, smash mouth football, run straight ahead. Uh, but he still has the ability to make that spin move, a.k.a. Andrew Harris. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just think that, uh, well, you know, if you, we talked about this before, but Brady, to me, is a front runner for the most outstanding Canadian. Yeah. Uh, you know, last week we thought that Nick Dembski was going to crack the thousand, so to get the first Canadian receiver and running back to get a thousand, he needed sixty-nine yards last year. Now he needs what thirty-six or thirty-seven. He'll probably get that easily in the dome. And remember, this is beautiful conditions. 
Beautiful conditions. Perfect. Um, you know, you, you can't ask for that. You're not dealing with rain. You're not dealing with wind. You're just dealing with a with a hostile crowd. Well, and, and for the Blue Bombers, Chris, you, you have the best running back in the league, Brady Oliveira, the best offensive line graded by pro football focus for the month of September. The Blue Bombers offensive line going into BC with a ball control style of game that they've played this year. They really relish in those long drives and holding on to possession. Yeah, they like the deep shot. Yeah, they like the big play. We, we know how dangerous yeah. those guys are going downfield off the arm of Zach Kolaris, dropping those dimes into to Dembski uh, and yeah. company. But the BC Lions defense has not been particularly good against the run this season. They have been better the last two weeks. I would say Saskatchewan wasn't really trying to run too much because they're just not a good football team right now. And they, no. you know, they're chasing the game. Um, and Ottawa doesn't really run the football outside of, uh, you know, I, I would say as dangerously outside of maybe Dustin Crum if you don't spy him or, or, or keep him I like, I like, keep I like him in the running back that uh, Ottawa has. Ottawa's got a hell of a running back there. I'm telling you right now. And I know Dustin Crum takes off with the ball a lot, but I'd have to disagree with that a little bit. Well, just, I'll I mean, with Saskatchewan. Col- collectively, Morrell, they're not super Jamal dangerous. Morrell back in and, they're taking Hickson out of Saskatchewan. They got a, I hate to say this, buddy, but they got a shit show over in Saskatchewan. I don't know what's going on with those guys. They keep making changes that, you know, Hickson plays. They don't give him the ball but six times. You know, this is ridiculous for him. Not to get on other teams, but you wonder sometimes what's going on offensively with these guys. Well, their uh, GM and their head coach, they're on expiring they, contracts. Oh, so oh, we'll buddy, see I'm what the winter brings. Put a, go sit on the stove. Turn your element on and sit in the stove. That's what's yeah. happening with Dave Dickinson right now. Yeah, winter's uh, around the corner. Up. Heated seats. Or sorry, not Dave. Craig. Sorry. Craig, yes. I apologize to Well, Dave, I mean, Calgary. I mean, I wouldn't say Dave's on the hot seat, but his team has not played good football no, this year. Four win team. It's right? a really dropping in, in in talent for the Calgary Stampeders. They don't try for some reason, Huffer, uh, you know, went to president and then they made Dave Dickinson not only the GM but the head coach. And they didn't keep players. They used to be a, a real team that really relied on their veterans and bringing them back, and it just seemed like they let guys go. Uh, you know, uh, it just didn't make any sense to me. So, uh, anyway, let's get off those guys. I'll tell you, I'm looking at uh, the tale of two, two games, too. The first game, the BC defense had their, you know, when they won 36, they made the bomb roll line probably the only game this year where the bomb roll line looked like they were vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't think they had a great game. I think that Matthew Betts had three sacks. He's in that backfield all day. He was giving both tackles trouble. The second game, they made adjustments. He wasn't even – he didn't get a sniff. But here's a guy that leads the league. with 15 quarterback sacks right now. I believe, you know, that in BC, the, the record is, I think, 17 or 18 by Brent Johnson, who won the most outstanding Canadian uh, player that year. Right. So he's right in the running for that. He is a little – I didn't think he was that good. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw Matthew, I said, I got, you know, he's out of Laval. I thought he's, you know, blowing up a little bit maybe by the media. But uh, he went down to Chicago Bears. Had a cup of coffee there, came back, went to Edmonton. I didn't think he'd do much in Edmonton, but boy, when he's gone to BC, he's really lit it up this year. And uh, boy, it's going to be interesting to watch. Which you know that the, you know we always talk about this, the battle in, in the trenches. And boy, I tell you, has it ever come down to this game in the trenches? You got Willie and Jackson going against a great offensive line. I think I think BC's offensive line is pretty good right now. And Sook, Sook Chung Chung returns. Sook Chung is back in there. You know that big. That's a big adjustment for them too, right? Well, let me uh, let me yeah. ask you this, Chris. Sorry, yeah, sorry ahead, to in, sorry to interrupt because oh. this has been this has been the question I've wanted to ask you all week: Is Winnipeg's defensive line doing enough this past month? Good question. Um, they've given up some yards running. Um, that's that's the thing. But I mean. Uh, yeah, you know what is funny? We I, I read the article today. Uh, you know the about Willie uh, Jefferson no sacks last eight games. He still leads the league in a, uh, eleven pass knockdowns. Uh, it's just interesting to watch a team with so much talent, and it just seems like you know they're not. I don't think they're just playing as well as they have. I'll be honest with you. There, um, I don't know if teams are scheming better against them. I know they're trying to chip Willie. They're trying to block Willie. But now that you got Jeff Code on the other side, who has five sacks himself, they have to get pressure. Listen, they have to get pressure on on uh, Brennan Adams. You cannot let him sit back there. Plus, he's got the ability to escape. You got Zach, who can get away from pressure, and you got VA can get away from pressure. Both these guys can use their legs. 
VA probably runs a lot more. Well, he does. Let's not even be foolish. He does. VA runs a whole lot more than Zach. Yeah, those right? off-schedule I mean, plays, right? Off-schedule. But he throws a different ball. And it's interesting that uh, you watch him throw a football, and it's like a little dime. It's like a dart. Uh, he throws great. His re- I think he's got such a great relationship with his receivers. Um, to watch how they fit, they know exactly where they're going. But much like Zach and his receivers, you know, you look at what uh, Dalton Schoen's done, which is crazy. 300-yard games in a row, leading the league at 10 touchdowns. And screw this sophomore jinx that we talked about. I mean, you know, he's having another outstanding year. Um, I can't believe this guy's not here. I mean, I'll be honest with you, he should be in the NFL. And I'm not saying that because I want him to go, but he should be. He's that good. He's that good of a receiver. He may not be the fastest guy, but neither was Ben Cahoon when he played for Montreal. But he gets open and catches that football. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that's called game that's speed, right? You you can you can run a great you know, four two, you can run a Deion Sanders forty yard dash. But what's your game speed? What's your oh, elusivity? Yeah. What is your mental in knowing your defender, the one who is guarding you, the play, finding that pocket, chemistry with your quarterback, game speed? Hey, do you remember Hamilton? I believe it was Hamilton signed Ben Johnson. To a trial. He I was, was a receiver. Tr- I think it was like, Toronto. I thought it was the Argos. It was one of them. One of the wow, it was a publicity teams. stunt, though. But but no, no. The guy, the fastest guy in the world. Yeah. But he can juiced run, up in 88. Like catching a football, you know, running routes, knowing how to cut. He's just guy. He's one of those guys. You basically put him on a straight line. Uh, it was a bit of a publicity stunt. But I just thought 100%. about that today because, to your point, 100% that, uh, you know, you can be the fastest guy in the world. But if you can't know how to adjust to the coverage to get open uh, and you got to have hands. You got to have great hands. And I tell you, like for me, number one is Dalton Schoen. And then you look at the other side, Kenny Lawler, who had his biggest game of the year against the BC Lions, seven catches for 200 yards. Woo. Yeah. Well, they're talking about your hats, baby. Everybody's talking about your hats. Oh, everybody, everybody wants the hats. You look great in the hat. I got to say, well yeah. done. Well done. Uh, bigger fish to fry right now. Gang, look, when the hats drop, you will know. And I got a feeling uh, people are, are going to kind of jump all over them. But it, it, this isn't about, uh, uh, you know, creating scarcity and hype. Just have not had the time to do it. One man show over here. Chris, you uh, bless me with your presence once a week. And I'm forever grateful for that. Hey, all listen, of us. Everybody listen, out there is forever people, grateful. I think people have to, to understand this. You were the voice of the Sea Bears. Who mm-hmm. uh, congratulations, I guess, the executive and team of the year. Uh, you also do the Jets. I mean, you're all over. You're stretched in a million directions. And I and I think that that's something great because you won't be here long. So every day that I do a game with you is a great thing because eventually. Oh, you'll, no, no, you're going to be somewhere else. But I'm telling you right now. You, no, they, you, they, you know what? Recognize you know what? I don't think I am going to be somewhere else because right here. I love it here. Everybody in the live chat, like Granny Bomber fan, dropping great comments. Andrea and uh, Comet and and Friesen and everybody. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. I, I really like it here. You know, I, I put a little uh, you know comment out on on Twitter that some changes are coming to Bonfire Sports in the coming days and weeks, <laughs> right? And uh, Schnitzi and I will talk more about it on Game Day After Dark in the post game show. But he and I started Bonfire midweek. Just about two years ago, um, you know, and and we we've we're we're just changing things up a little bit because, look, this is a business, and I write for NHL.com. I'm at Jets practice. I'm at the home games. I'm watching the road games. I'm I'm engaged in all that. We need to get hockey on this channel. But yeah. everybody out there who's joined us from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Hustler Remo. I know Remo, you're you're in the live chat. Good to see you, buddy. Um, thanks for the raid as always. Um, they do amazing work at what they do. And Kenny and Absolutely. Rennie have an awesome show. It's it's yeah. amazing what they do. And Illegal Curve have been doing it forever. And they are amazing at what they do. I've been trying to find a way to do things a little bit differently while adding to that Jets conversation in digital media here in Winnipeg. And I'm really excited about what's about to drop. I have been busting my tail to get it going. Got a new uh, contributor or two coming on to uh, uh, help me a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's tough being a solopreneur, right? A solo entrepreneur and uh, trying to do all of this. But but that's why I'm so thankful for everybody out there for watching and listening. And, and Chris, Amen. for you and Schnitzi for, for joining me. Everybody else, uh, 
um, you know, uh, that, that has joined uh, Bonfire through the, the years and the months. Uh, more to come. So hang tight, everybody. Uh, we are going to be like, I'm going to Grey Cup. Bonfire Sports will be there. Bombers are there or not. I'll be there and Bonfire Sports will be there. We'll be on the Jets. We'll be pregame and postgame every game uh, because I wouldn't want to take Chris Walby away from all of you out there. I don't think anybody would ever forgive me. No, and I love it. You know, I get to watch it. You know what? I love going. I've, I know. Listen, CBC, I went to 10 Grey Cups, you know, worked 10 Grey Cups. So I've been to a lot of Grey Cups. I love Grey Cups. It's a great party. It's probably the Canada's national party. But having said oh, that, yeah. there's also a part of me that loves getting together with a bunch of the guys I used to play with, pulling up a co- you know, chair, a bunch of Coley's and we watch the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm either way, I'm good. I'm just glad you're going to be there representing. But uh, let's talk about the Bombers and what they got to do to get there. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let, let's take a look. <laughs> you, yeah, well, you're the king of the segment. You should be hosting the show. You should be hosting oh, yeah, the show. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, the depth charts. Uh, here is how the BC Lions will line up on offense and defense, uh, defensively specifically, uh, has been so good this year. Matthew Betts, as you mentioned, Chris, two sacks short of the uh, record set by Brent Johnson, uh, hall of famer defensive, uh, end, uh, for all time sacks by a Canadian in a single season. Um, you know, uh, Ben Halatic, the Canadian in the middle, has been so good. Our old friend Marcus Sales, TJ Lee, Gary Peters, uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper, uh, they are very talented throughout the defense. Offense, of course, it is led by their receivers. Keon Hatcher, who yards per game leads the CFL. Injury snagged him for a handful of games this year, but he has been the most dangerous when healthy and in the lineup. Lucky Whitehead, we know he is a burner uh, and, and what he can do. Javon Katoy and Justin McInnes, a Canadian duo at slot back that I think combined are as good or, or at least as effective as a Nick Dembski. Are they as good as Nick Dembski? I would take Nick Dembski over them any day. But Katoy's size, McGinnis's, uh hands and red zone efficiency, so good. Yes. Dom oh, Rhymes, stud. Last year was the guy in the CFL, and Alexander Hollins has been just an absolute nightmare uh, for the Blue Bombers this season as uh, just kind of a, a little, uh, you know, a little water bug, as my bell, Chris Walby, uh, always says. The Bombers, they'll be without CFL interception leader Demario Houston. Winston Rose moves over from field side to the boundary side next to Dietrich Nichols. Home remains. Jamal Parker steps in. Wilson, Big Hill, Cramdy, no changes in the linebacking core. Malik Clements uh, will come in rotationally. Let's talk about that D-line, though, Chris. Uh, uh, I was going to say Chris Hansen. Oh, no. Theatric. Wrong predator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Teadric Hansen. Uh, rotating yeah. in a little bit uh, last week, probably more now that he has been back for a game. Uh, but Jeffcoat, Jefferson, Thomas Lawson, and Walker uh, – uh, again, I just don't know if they have been doing enough. That said, I think last week in Winnipeg's inability to get to Cameron Dukes of the Toronto Argonauts, I think people forget. We talked about this on, on the postgame show, Game Day After Dark here on Bonfire. Toronto's offensive line is hands down the best offensive line in the CFL today. Hands down. Pass protection, run game, they're the studs. So if Winnipeg struggled to get to the quarterback against them, Okay, if they struggle to get to the quarterback against BC, VA's elusiveness, uh, you know, uh, the Lions system, uh, it might be a bit of a different thing, but uh, I wouldn't say they're playing their best football right now. Yeah, it's interesting you say it. I mean, I look at what they're doing overall. I, I expect them to really bring a lot of stuff, a lot of pressure tomorrow. I think Richie Hall, you can't save stuff. You got to start using, utilizing your whole, you know, whatever you got, bag of tricks, whatever, whatever your blitzing packages you want to see. How, you know, I, I expect to see Adam Big Hill coming a lot of blitzes to up in the middle, lining up over that guard, getting the offensive line of the BC Lions to give away their calls, to let them know what they're going to do, whether it's a pass or run. Um, yeah, it's it just when I look at what, what's happening here, it's interesting. I want to go back to something. You know, it's interesting. You said what Jamal Parker going to the, staying on the right hand side. And people, the reason they're doing that is because there's no reason to move Jamal over to the other side where he hasn't played with Nichols. Mm-hmm. To mean, you know, you got a veteran Winston who actually played that position when he was an all-star at that side. So they move him over. They keep the combination, the chemistry between, the communication between Home and Parker. That's a smart thing. Great move by the, the you know, 
Jordan Younger, the DB coach for the Bombers. A smart move by keeping him there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on the offense, uh, Kenny Lawler, Rashid Bailey, Nick Dembski, Dalton Schoen, Drew Wolitarski, uh, the backups or guys that will rotate in, Brendan O'Leary Orange, the Canadian, Janarian Grant, there he is, back at uh, wide well, receiver. Uh, it's huge to the special teams, but offensively, I think I, I wouldn't be alone to everybody else out there when I say keep Janarian Grant on special teams. It was an yeah. offensive run play where Grant got hurt two months ago, right? Yeah. He comes off his second stint on the six-game injured list early. So that's one of two that Winnipeg uh, will be able to employ uh, this season. Um, but but that's a, that's a you know, it, it was just such an unfortunate thing when your specialized special team uh, guy, your, your kick returner, gets his, you know, one or two touches on offense. And it was just kind of like a nothing jet sweep run play in a, you know, a game he didn't need, did, didn't need to be in. Winnipeg was not struggling offensively and he got hurt the, the way he did. Um, yeah, Grant needs just, to return that's kicks. That's, that's just football. I agree with you. Uh, first game back, I would keep him just as a returner. He's been a lion killer. He's been a lion killer. He's had great games against the BC Lions. He's in a, in a, in a dome scenario where there's no wind. Just got to catch the ball and, he, and, and use his talents, his God-given gift to get up there and run through the, through the coverage. I think he's going to have a big game. I think it's a big addition to have him back, just psychologically for the blocking team as well, knowing that you got a guy back there that can break it any time he touches the ball. But having said that, I, I, you know, I, I saw his article and he was talking about how he's he's like a lion going and, you know, raking the grass or whatever. He's going after, you know, prey. I mean, he has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you know, I, I, if a guy gets hurt running the football, you can't do nothing. What's the difference? I would think that he'd probably get hurt more returning a punt because of the fact you that think. you know you got everybody barreling down at you, right? So I mean, I, he just he's that good, and I'm just happy he's back because we need him to get him back. We got he said as you said, there's a buy. That's an interesting point. That there you go right there, DB. The importance of this game. Plus they have a buy next week, right? So they could have rested him for another week. But the fact would have been is, two weeks, yeah. Yeah, the fact is this game is so important to them. You need your best players in the, in the, when you play on you know, so, yeah. so it's great, man. Yeah. Uh I, I think, you know, for a guy like Janarian Grant, who through his entire CFL career has touched the ball more on specials than on offense. It's just different. So, you know, yeah, you could say he's more likely to get hurt uh, on a punt return than on offense, but whatever is the thing you do less of is the thing you're less comfortable with. Uh, But for for Grant, like getting Hanson back last week, yeah, Javon Leak, uh, you know, he will win special teams player of the year in the CFL this year. Toronto's returner had a big 48 yard return that, uh, you know, uh, led to Toronto's first touchdown, I believe it was, uh, set them up with great field position. Uh, outside of that, Winnipeg's cover teams did do a better job against the most dangerous yeah. returner in the league, uh, or at least has been this season. A lot of people will argue Janarian Grant is the most dangerous returner in the league, just he hasn't been able to play in a couple yeah. weeks. We all remember that highlight return with the stiff arms and the break tackles and turning the corner and putting on the afterburners against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and how big that play was. Um, yeah. you know, for highlight reels in the CFL for years and years to come. But getting Hansen back and yeah. now getting Janarian Grant back, is it fair for fans to presume collectively the special teams will be better for this home stretch? I think so, 100%. I think, like I said, if I'm a blocker and I'm on that return team and I know I got a guy like Janarian Black there, I'm just a little bit more jacked up. Nothing against Jamal Parker. I thought he did a good thing last time. So, but it's funny, it's uh, I'm listening to Winnipeg Gordo. I'm calling it now. Grant will get a big return to Bombers. We call for a holding or illegal block. The Bombers are actually the least penalized team in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So I got to start right by saying that. Um, it, it, but it's interesting. Uh, that's a little bit of negativity. I don't, but I, I'll say this. I think that he is a guy that can break at any time. Uh, you know, they haven't, uh, the Bomb, or, or excuse me, BC. BC's done a pretty good job of covering. Um, you know, they got a guy in, in their own uh, backfield there, Terry Williams, who's almost broken a couple right now. So they got a guy they can return. And I, I guess the thing as I look at, too, is stats. You know, I hate stats. Don't you know that, DB? That's BS. You do not hate stats. I know. But here's a stat. The, the BC Lions have won nine of the last ten home games. Um, 
I, I've played many games in that exact field. It is a tough place to play. But, uh, yeah, man, what's this? <laughs> you know, I love some of the comments. Sorry. Yeah, the live chat's so when you awesome. See me laughing at, when you see me laughing, it's because I'm reading some of the comments, and they're yeah. actually excellent. I like this one, uh, Derek Schmidt. Uh, they can never have enough beer there for Bluto. I think Derek's uh, watching uh, when, when you're talking about uh, uh, the alma mater and um, – uh, homecoming oh, week. Have a good time. Yeah, Dickinson, be good. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the biggest thing I hope I, I think you said CFL what? Where can I download it? CFL what? CFL Plus. You just go to the CFL website. Yep. Okay, I'll go there because I got to figure out. I have to watch this game. I mean, somehow I got to keep. I know I'll oh, come yeah. back. I'll, I got friends taping it, but there's nothing I like think there's two. It. I think there's two countries in the world where you cannot watch a CFL game, and that's North Korea and Russia. Well, okay. That, well, that makes sense, but yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I love I to know. like, I love to tiptoe around political issues with you, Chris, but we'll never get into I don't it. want to get into that. I'm already, uh, <laughs> we'll just, leave that hey. for your next Christmas party. You and me. That's right, man. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I've just, I'll have a couple of shots of, uh, my father-in-law's homie. Good stuff, man. Oh, made out yeah. of grapes. <laughs> You've given me some yeah, nice bottles of that through yeah, the years. Holy yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I brought, that down. I brought it down to TSN at one time. That's right. But not that we had it in TSN. We took it outside just to yes. let TSN. Well, you know, after after hours, after work always, after yeah. work always. Um, <laughs> to me, Janarian Grant brings something Winnipeg not just has been missing, but it's it's every time he touches the ball, um, it's not that he can go house. Of course he can. It's that he yeah. is going to set you up with that 10 or 15, maybe even 20 yards more than you would have. Jamal Parker, uh, Greg McRae, McRae now off the roster. Um, And by the way, the Bombers reduced their practice roster back down to 10. Um, I was surprised. Yeah. Carlton Agadusi, I was surprised by that move. I mean, here's a guy that's 6'8". I don't know why. I mean, this guy... Seemed like he couldn't get a shot. His first game ever gets two touchdowns, and he hurts his exactly. ankle next game. Yeah, and never ever, ever got that. You know, he had one game where they didn't even throw to him, so yeah. he's never really got that thing. I, I would be. Can you still pick up guys? Here's a guy I played the league all my life. I can't remember. Can you still pick up a guy? So a guy gets released now. So could somebody pick up a Carlton Agudusi right now? I guess. So. Uh, I know the trading deadline's over, but can you pick up a guy that's cut? I would think you can. I think you can sign free agents. Yeah. Well, he's not free. He's free. Yeah, he's free. He's cut. He's free. Yeah. So he has the ability to make an income, right? You can't hold it against him like an income, but that's... I'm well, and also because- teams, like, you know, if, if eight players get hurt in a game, what are you going to do? You got to sign guys, right? And that, Mark Orsett, that's a great question. He's in the live chat saying, hey, was there any rumblings of attempting to trade him? You know they tried to trade him. <laughs> You know they must have tried. Well, to they also tried I to mean, trade um, uh, Mark Leggio, and he ended up just signing as a free agent with with Hamilton. Yeah, right? he's had a heck of a year. He's done really well. I mean, uh, Leggio kind of rebounded a bit. Uh, Hamilton's going to be an interesting team now. Now they got what's his name back, Bo Levi. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I like Schultz, that. Powell I think kid. Schultz is starting uh, this week. Schultz played good. Powell played good. Uh, I, I, yeah, you never. It's all. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. Right. Was Carlton released because Grant was back in? No, no, because no. he wasn't. No, so, no. so for for those that that aren't aware, in the CFL you have a window. I think it's six weeks, where or maybe it's four, but you have this short window of time uh, in the second half of the season where you can expand your practice roster yeah. from ten to eighteen, and now it's back down to thirteen, or it's to fifteen and, and back down to ten. Uh, anyway, yeah. you get to expand your practice roster by a good chunk. And a lot of teams yeah. do that now. Winnipeg did it earlier this year to, to kind of get a look at some guys. And, and they've kept a lot of those guys uh, on the practice roster and, and then released others. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah. I could I could pull it up here. But once that window closes, uh, the team has to uh, release uh, the majority of those guys. So like some of those new guys, Ravi Alston. Uh, at wide receiver. Miles Fox has been their uh, former BC Lion, but signed with Winnipeg earlier this year. Uh, Celestin Habba comes off the roster uh, or came off last week uh, when Teadric Hansen returned, but he's on the practice roster. Uh, Global DB, Solomain Karamoko, 
has been with Winnipeg for a couple years. Desmond Lawrence, healthy now, off the sixth game uh, and back on the practice roster. Global O-lineman Tomoya Machino has been with the team for a couple years. He's got some rings. Uh, Same, too, with fellow Japanese uh, national or global, I should say, but uh, national uh, origin, Les Maruo, uh, Greg McRae, Tyreek McGee, Drew Richmond's been with the team. This guy has been here a long time. Great article written, I think it was by Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun about uh, the patience the Blue Bombers have had with him. Drew Richmond is the heir apparent to either Stanley Bryant or Jamarcus Hardrick. So remember that name. He is going to start a tackle, uh, dollars to donuts. And then Tanner Schmeckel, the 2023 Canadian draft pick uh, there as well. But Alston, one of those new guys. Uh, Garbutt, one of those new guys uh, that essentially, you know, uh, bumped uh, some of those others off the practice roster. Demario Houston on the one game. He was signing autographs after the game uh, against Toronto, Chris. So I don't think it's anything too, too serious. Beeksma injured his knee seriously in practice earlier this year. Alden Darby uh, was a surprise addition to the six uh, game injured list uh, just about three or four weeks ago. Shane Gochi has been there for a while. Mike Miller has not practiced since it was 35 degrees uh, outside, of course, feels that way even in uh, early October, late September here. But it's been a long time since Mike Miller uh, has been good. And then Canadian draft pick in 2023, Jeremy Murphy on the sixth game as well. So uh, you'll see a lot of teams this time of year sign a whole bunch of guys to their practice roster. You'll see other teams cut a whole bunch of guys from their practice roster. This is that window where they're able to do it. But I think for the most part, you just saw the injured list. Winnipeg is in pretty good shape Injury-wise, health-wise, down this final stretch. Play BC on Friday, bye week, and then home to Edmonton at Calgary. And then for the BC Lions, at Hamilton, home to Calgary, and then a bye the final week of the regular season. Uh, You know, the the East is decided. I think, you know, who finishes second and third, and if there's a crossover, some teams are, are battling for that. But uh, for, for the most part, Friday night, Bombers-Lions, it's it's really going to determine, in all likelihood, uh, who's hosting the West Final. But there is no crossover. Hamilton's clinched a playoff spot with the last win. So the crossover is goodbye. Goodbye. What do you mean? It's over. That's if Hamilton, Hamilton wins. Won. They won last week, so they're in. I looked at the stats and they said that they went there in. So I'm just going to go with uh, if they If they're wrong, I'll go over and head slap them. Well, the, the crossover rule is if... The third place team, uh, sorry, if the fourth, fourth place fourth team in player. one division has a better record than the third place team in the other division, they cannot be tied. No tiebreaker rules. They have to have more wins, more points. They have eight. Uh, They've got eight. Hamilton's got eight wins now. Or yeah, I believe you. Wins. I believe you. I believe you. But I was reading the game well, notes and it was literally laying out uh, uh, the playoff. Well, we're all good. I should get you writing them then. Maybe I well, should. Let's get, back. Let's, let's get back to this one thing. That Maybe I, I will. About. Oh, and, and by the way, like, I just I just found my note. Taekwon Mizell, not a hundred, yeah. not a thousand yards rushing. He's at seven fifty, but he is five yard. He is five yards shy of a thousand scrimmage yards. He has two forty five oh, receiving. Oh, 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 way to protect yourself. Way to come back. Wow, and he's a good, he's battle, a good player, battle, man. He's, battle, he's putting up the yards. A new goal. Anyway, I, I just my point was <laughs> there's a couple guys that surprised me on the getting released. I not want to spend a lot of time on it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. I think that Carlton Agudusi will get picked up. I think that. Uh, Yep. Soiree will get picked up to the DB. He Happily played well when he played. Yeah. I was yeah, actually surprised he got released. So there's yeah, obviously athletic something player. coming in. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, that was, that's enough of those guys. I wish them the best. Uh, you know, they uh, contributed well when they were here. They uh, they thanked. I know that I read that Carlton put a nice little thing out on Facebook saying thank you to Winnipeg for the way they treated him and his family. So that's good. Yeah. No, uh, no doubt. Uh, I, I love it when players send oh, that message out and, and show that appreciation, right? Yeah, uh, amen. Yeah, uh, you know you 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 got me a little bit bothered about this Why playoff not? scenario. Okay, so I'm I'm looking for it right now. You know Where's what this, does you know what does bother me though, Chris? What? The Argos have two games against the Red Blacks in their final four weeks of the season. Yeah, and they only played Winnipeg once. Oh no, that's a schedule maker. We had this rant last week. I think it's yeah, ridiculous. But, it's killing. Uh, I don't know why they do that. I mean, I think it should be. And I still think that we talked about this. Maybe we should go to the one division. One division. Well, so There's I was on divisions. with I was on with Rod Peterson a couple weeks ago on his show. And he said, 
DB, God love you. Best of luck. But I, Rod said, I've been, he had been banging the drum for one division in the CFL for 20 years and he's given up. And I said, well, I'll take the torch. I'll take the torch and, and, and continue to lobby for it because I just think like the crossover is cool and all, but it hasn't really been a, a real thing has no. not been applicable. And it leaves more about for jockeying for position. It's not just about winning the division and, and getting that home by. It's about, you know, if you had one division, it's about, well, are you playing on the road in the playoffs? Are you playing at home? You know, your third, your fourth, your fifth place, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I just think, you know, the division format does not breed rivalries like it used to. Winnipeg and Montreal have a legit rivalry against each other. And it's organic, you know, uh, well, it is, it, it's happened organically. It yeah. hasn't happened. It hasn't been processed. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, like I said, uh, I, I like the one division. I just think that the top team, you know, you're looking at Toronto right now with 12 wins, BC and Winnipeg, 11 wins. And then I don't know who the fourth place would be, but probably who's behind those guys now. It's not Edmonton, not Saskatchewan. It would be Saskatchewan. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I like the one division. Um, but I, I, like I said, I saw the Hamilton once and they clinched it. Now somebody said, they can get Ottawa. If Ottawa wins, they can, it wins out, and somebody else all loses. They can cross over to Saskatchewan. I can't see that happening, but it's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I guess they could do that, but I can't see it happening. So I mean, Hamilton clinched not, a playoff berth, but it's not necessarily um, in the East. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, why would they go to the West if they clinch in the East? Because it, they could cross over. Why? Fourth team can cross over, not the third team. They clinched it to third, third, third place. I'm going to hey, pull up. I'm going to say, oh my God, are you, listen, I, seriously, man, if you're not drinking, you better start. Because I've been at Jets old. training camp. I'm not looking at the, 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 know, the standings right. every year, every day. I'm not looking at, I'm not, yeah, I'm not combing yeah. over the standings every day. Like I, I normally do. You know, I sit down for I dinner, look at the, the CFL standings all through the summer. Well, now it's training camp. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Vili Hanala. Okay. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna pull up the standings here and, and we'll chop it up because people want to know, they want to know, they want to hear Chris Walby talk about the standings with the standings in front of them. So here it is, okay, just for you, buddy, just for you. Uh, That's a schedule. Yeah, I got you, buddy. Hang tight. See, so got Hang six tight. wins. They got six wins. So Winnipeg, BC have clinched, but it's the East Division you want to look at. So right now you look at the East. There it is, clinched seven wins. Hamilton so is Ottawa, seven and eight. Yes. Ottawa has four. They have to win three. They go seven and if Ottawa wins the last three, Saskatchewan loses the last three or whatever, then Ottawa mm -hmm. has a chance to go over to the West, which I would be a remarkable year for Ottawa to come back from where they are right now. What if Hamilton loses out and Ottawa matter, ties them? Matter. Do they hold the tiebreaker? They've clinched already. They've they clinched the a position, but they have not clinched third. Because if Ottawa finishes tied with them, they could end up being the crossover team. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Okay. Wake it up, man. Wake up. What are you telling me to wake up? Yeah. Let me put that, that. Let me put that. Let me put that mug on screen. Do you hear what I'm saying? They clinched a spot, yeah. but it's not necessarily third in the East. They've clinched a playoff spot. If they lose out and Ottawa wins out. And Ottawa has potentially the the tiebreak against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I'd have to look at their head-to-head. So, they, -head. so they, don't, I don't, they must obviously don't have the tiebreak. Because they're saying the only way Ottawa can get a playoff spot is if they go over to the crossover and beat Saskatchewan. So there you go. But Take that, that. Look, organically. Hey, Chris, Chris, this is just for you. Organically, organically. speaking, <laughs> the Ottawa Red Blacks have to play Toronto twice in their final. There you go. Jerry Awanis. Hamilton holds the tiebreaker of Ottawa. God Way to go, Jerry! Way to shove that pie in his face. Well, okay, we should have okay. Pie come to the I, I right didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know Jerry was uh, was the authority. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, we did. I Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> so, everybody out there, do me a favor. We got hundreds watching live on YouTube alone. Hit the thumbs up. Appreciate that. Yeah. If you haven't yet, uh, consider subscribing. Tell a friend. Uh, and more than anything, join us for the post game show. 
game day after dark. We go live after every game, pregame, postgame, every game here on Bonfire Sports. We got a little hockey cooking in the oven as well. Uh, speaking of cooking in the oven, your keys to the game hidden in that birthday cake, Chris. What oh, is want- critical for Winnipeg to capture a victory and win the season series against the Lions? Okay. First off, when I go and I do my stuff, I I go to every website and read every article that's out there, whether it's garbage or not. And I I thought it was interesting to listen to Ryan Phillips, the D coordinator for for the BC Lions, say, if we let Zach Kolaris come out and complete the first six passes, we're not going to win that football game. We have got to keep Zach on the ground. We need to hit him. We need to punch him. We need to cause him to put the ball up where he can intercept. So for me on offense, the Bombers, it's keeping Zach upright. Protect the football and keep the composure because unless you've ever played in that kind of a stadium and the BC plays, it's going to be like, it's just the loudest thing. But Go get a stereo, put in both of your ears. That's how loud it is. You can't hear anything. Can't hear the snap count. It's going to be crazy. On defense, hey, you got to keep Vernon, Vernon Adams Jr. in the pocket. Listen. They don't run the ball very much, but that can change tomorrow with Mizell. But don't let him extend, you know, plays with his legs. And you better start. Richie Hall, bring it out. Let's bring the blitz package. Let's go after him. Let's really confuse and smack Vernon Adams. And special teams only comes to one thing, brother. Welcome back, Janarian Graham. Mm. That's all I got to say right there, baby. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I was just uh, just looking at this this great comment from uh, it's not my Chris, birthday, just in case. Don't from Chris, uncharacteristic or maybe characteristic lack of knowledge by DB. Jeez Louise! <laughs> Happy to be you know here. What? For this you, is Chris. why I love our comments. I love the people on live chat because they're knowledgeable. It's awesome. It's These, awesome. They know what's going on, brother. They're not fooled by you know your organic explanations <laughs> fair trade leave the organic, organic. For, hey, leave the organic for the you know for the grocery stores okay yeah we'll bring yeah. that organic here well i'm hungry all right i, I skipped lunch today uh <laughs> uh yeah and you know what i love how um you know uh drax and grammy bomber fan and uh winnipeg gordo dropping their keys to the game their one key to the game or maybe you got a whole bunch drop them into the live chat uh and hit that thumbs Turn up uh, while you're Turn there as well yeah my one key i will throw in chris because you talked about both quarterbacks and you talked about Janarian yeah. grant i think those are, are, are right at the front uh to me that ball possession, that game, um, that possession style of game the Bombers have been so good at this year, that is going to be everything. Brady Oliveira against a, at times, shaky run defense from the BC Lions, especially their defensive line has not been very good against the run, uh, I I think is absolutely at the forefront in the key to Winnipeg's success. If Brady gets going... And he was lights out last week. Yeah, he had a fumble late in the fourth quarter. That hurts. But um, he, he's just so dangerous and so punishing nine, yeah. with, with with the football. That's that's my and, key. And right I, I just, I'll just I'll say that to your point, to add to your point. The Bombers are number one in the CFL in time of possession, averaging over 32 minutes. The other one is, I'll tell you this, and that is, what was the other stat I was going to say? Oh, I can't remember what the hell it was. It was the stat you were going to say is you hate stats. No, what was the other one? You were just talking about something. Brady, I'll, no, I don't remember what you said. Well, I, I like what uh, I like what Barflies mentioned, the extra O-line. The extra O-linemen, the, those tight end sets, a must. That's what they did. Actually, you know what? That That's a great point because that's what they did when they beat the BC Lions here in a second time. They took away Matthew Betts and they took uh, that uh, uh, Sione Tiuma. They, they negated him because they went double tight a lot of times. So that's what yeah. they're going to have to do, so. Yeah, to him, he's, he's a good player. He, he is a really good player. Uh, okay, so say. as of right now, Chris, you're going to go to CFL.ca when you're down in the States to watch the game on Friday. Yes. Uh, you're going to go to YouTube to watch the post game. I know you and your buddies kicking around. You're going to watch the post game, uh, game day after dark on Bonfire Sports. I know you're going to do right. that. Uh, but um, what also fans can do on CFL.ca right now is vote for the CFL Awards. The process is this, to quickly catch everybody up. Uh, all of Each of the nine CFL markets, the five media voters and the head coach all get a vote. Uh, team nominees, then division nominees, then league winners. 
So East versus West go up against each other. Let's go through Winnipeg's and and, and give me your most outstanding players uh, across the board. Let's start with special teams player. Is it Sergio Castillo or is it Janarian Grant in limited health? No, no. uh, I would say Sergio for sure. I watched him last week, six for seven. Uh, He's been a model of consistency all year. Uh, you know, if you know, if you had a guy that was leading the league in, in in special teams tackles, I'd be looking at him as well. But no, I think right now the front runner is uh, Sergio. Uh, your most outstanding defensive player for Winnipeg is it Willie? Uh, is it Big Hill? Is it uh, Demario wow. Houston? Is it Jackson Jeffcoat? You know what? If that's it's such a tough thing because it's such a stats driven thing. Often? I think that even though even though Willie hasn't uh, you know got the stats with the with the sacks. I think he's still a major disruptor. Obviously, Demario was, you know, seven interceptions, leads the league. Three forced fumbles, leads the league, or fumble recoveries. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Then you can never take Adam Big Hill out of the conversation. Um, you know, you just, just look at I look at that defense, what they are right now. If I go right here, I'll look at it real quick. Well, uh, a lot of people yeah, have kind of yeah. criticized Adam Big Hill this year, that he's not the same player he always was. But the reality is he is still so dang good, yes, he smart. Is. And, there's, and nobody's, uh, there's nobody's really jumped out on me, though, on defense. Like, Well, Demario you know, Houston be, leads the league in interceptions. I think, you yeah, know, outside Winnipeg, he would probably get the vote. Uh, I really think it is down to the defensive ends, though. I think it is a Jackson Jeffcoat or a Willie Jefferson award. Okay. Uh, the yeah. pass knockdowns, to me, are Evan as Holmes. effective. Evan, Evan Holm? Holm has been good. Yeah, I don't know great, if he's their most outstanding great. defender. Well, he's been pretty good. At least he's tied. I think he's got one less. He's 10 pass knockdowns. He hasn't been beat for a guy in his first year. I think he's his first year out of so, UND. He's done a great job. Second year, okay, thank you for correcting me on that one. Uh, you know, he's done a great job, so. Yeah, I don't know. Could be uh, Jeffco. Sarge says Jeffco. I know that this uh, when Jeffco's healthy and he plays his game, there he's one of the best. Uh, so yeah, that's a good point. It's what good about most, this most outstanding. Most outstanding rookie is a tough one. Yeah, I don't even know who I'd pick for a rookie because I don't that's, think I don't, Jamal Parker is uh, is eligible. Games, or like that, yeah, I, I don't I mean, even I'm know not, if they have a rookie. The Bombers don't even have many rookies. Uh, I'm thinking right now, looking at the roster here. Whew. Is it going to be Damian Jackson? Like Jake Kelly, Jamison Sheehan? Yeah, it could be a punter. He's tied for the league lead. In, Anthony uh, Bennett. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on kickers. Okay, never mind that. Anthony. <laughs> uh, most Canadian. outstanding uh, Canadian. Is it Dembski or is it uh, Oliveira? No, it's, no, it's Oliveira. Oliveira. I mean, you can't even go away. How can you overlook it? Even if I want to go with Dembski, which I think he deserves credit, I couldn't because that would be overlooking what the what a great year, not only receiving, but running the football, uh, Oliver has done. So, yeah, that's simple. Uh, to me, that's that's a – that's a. I think he's going to win it all out, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be that, – that's how I think right now. I agree. Evan Holm is an all-star. Uh, Jerry, who is the authority, says, uh, why not Dietrich Nichols? Yeah, he, he could be uh, one of those. That's true. That's true. Even though he yeah. hasn't got an interception yet, which right. is really weird. Yeah. Brian Cole, him, not know. a rookie. Not a rookie. Oh. Um, now, that guy, there might be a, a special teamer. He's done a great job on special teams. Uh, that? Brian Cole. Oh, Brian Cole. Brian yeah. Cole. Yeah, he might be a special team in that conversation, put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Granny Actually, Bonner fan great, saying Dembski you know for Sard, Sard, Canadian. Sard, and, uh, sorry, buddy. Oliver I got to say this. Yeah. Sard, what a great point. I never thought about that. Brady Oliveira for most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding player. Well, that was that was the next question. Who's the most outstanding player on the Bombers? Is it Kolaris or what is a, it Oliveira? Well, you know what? What a great question. That's a great point. It will come down between those two. That's really a good. That's Sard. I give you a heads up. I've had a beer at Cheerio right now. I don't have one right now, but later. You will soon. You will soon. Uh, you know uh, who was it here? Granny Bomber fan Dembski for MOC. And Bo, well, that would be Brady Oliveira, not Bo Levi. Uh, Dembski for MOC and uh, Brady Oliveira for MOP. So if the most outstanding player isn't also the most outstanding Canadian, uh, I understand wanting to, to spread the love, but that just doesn't make make sense no, no. to me. Uh, no. Celestin Habba for rookie? It's on the practice roster right now. He's only played a number of games. I think he's been in like three games. 
I think you need to play a little bit more to make an impact to, to, to go. I mean, but a lot of times these rookies. Well, if, if it had to be it, Celestin Habba or Damian Jackson or is, uh, yeah, Jameson Sheehan, who do you go? Whoever comes, whoever comes, I mean, you know this, whoever comes out as rookie of the Winnipeg is not going to win anyway. No. No, because it's usually a team that has to start a lot of rookies. Will have No, Quantez Stiggers is going to yeah. be the most outstanding rookie in the CFL. Javon Leak is going to be the most outstanding special teams player. The Argos yeah, have those two wrapped up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. I think that's yeah. great. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, so uh, MO, MOP, is it Brady or is it Zach Kolaris? How much weight do you give the quarterback in these sorts of, of things for most outstanding player? Well, I think the fact that he touches the football every time, I mean, that's obviously the biggest thing, right? I mean, but when you look at what Brady has done, not only running the football, but catching the football. I think he's got nine combined touchdowns. He's got like seven or eight hundred hundred yard games. To me, <laughs> the punter. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, good. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I think Brady's got making himself. If he if he continues like this, um, I remember the last we had this conversation before the guy in Calgary that won the most outstanding Canadian. He won most outstanding player as well. I believe was that running back from Calgary. Um, so I mean, the way John he's Burgess. going right now, he's got what he's what Bombers eleven four fifteen. So he's got three games left. He has three say three more hundred yards. Uh, you're looking at sixteen hundred yards. I mean, wow. You know, I play with um, Mims Mimsy who had seventeen. I play with Willard Reeves Robert who had seventeen hundred yards. Robert Mims uh, Willard is so won, good. Will, Willard, there's Willard. Willard won a most outstanding player. Didn't win the uh, other day. No, I know, but that's okay. I mean, it's not getting <laughs> See what I'm doing? I like to touch on just, just, just flirt with the politics with you. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he won. Uh, yeah, uh, Willard won most outstanding player when he had 17, led the league in rushing. Yeah. So there is a good possibility that uh, Brady O will get a lot of votes. Um, yeah, I, I really I wonder how things are going to shake out here in Winnipeg, right? Like, you got five media voters. I am yeah. honored well, to be one of them guys. again. Hopefully. And you have the you head coach, Michael Shea. Hey? Do you guys get together and discuss? Uh, we chat, but we we don't, you know, uh, get together and and you know sit down and and debate. But yeah, we'll shoot the, shoot the breeze at practice, that sort of thing. But my ballot's That's my good. ballot. I, I vote well, how I, I feel. I don't care what others say. Yeah, you, sometimes you. Well, I mean, by sometimes you get guys trying to influence you. You know what I mean? Saying, "Hey, sure." This is well, you know what? A lot of that influencing may have happened uh, or did happen. You know, back in, in 2019, when uh, when Andrew Harris was not uh, the the nominee in a year where he yeah. probably would have won CFL MOP. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, there were a lot right. of people yeah. asking me to change my vote. A lot of people. There was a little bit of pressure there. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's I what stuck it's to, I stuck I to mean, my values. To me, it's yeah. just going to be. Listen, for those of you who don't want to watch this game, I, I don't. Then you're not a foot, true football fan. I think. Well, if you don't you know, want to watch this game, I think you're insane. Because if you're watching yeah, exactly. this show and you're not watching the game, uh, yeah, then you need it, better, it better be it better be a big day. It better be your daughter's wedding. Like I said, yo, that and even then, I remember I was at weddings and I go watch <laughs> the game. I just, you know, yeah. So, well, when you played, Chris, there was no PVRs. Like people even had trouble, you know, uh, 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 videotaping over their wedding on a VHS to to record the VHS. game if it wasn't blocked oh, blacked yes. out. I remember, I remember all those days, man. Holy crap! Yeah, I've got cameras somewhere video i don't want to ever watch it though yeah anyway that's where i'm going baby so well enjoy like your weekend chris uh down at dickinson state where you played ncaa football was it ncaa back then what was NAIA. it it was NAIA. NAIA. yeah NAIA. national Good association league. of intercollegiate athletics i was corrected uh from the post game right. show the other day uh because i i, yeah, I think good, I screwed it up they've, they're uh they've uh they've won the uh their their conference championship by like the last five years in a row um, and then they went and played. I think they got beat by a California team or a team from uh, out, out, out way out west. So, listen, they've got a great program for a small school, but uh, one of the top schools. It was rated one of the f- top five in the states for size of school, which is a great thing, right? I mean, if, if you get me to graduate, you know you got to be a good school. <laughs> you, know, anyway, hey, you, you can take that one of two ways. Hey, well, I'll tell you right now. You ever watch Jethro Bodine on the Hillbillies? That was me. I'll say, Granny, what you cooking up? 
<laughs> you know what? Jeth- Jethro was smarter, for at least from the episodes I watched, if I can recall. He was smarter Matt than he Perry. came across. He was way smarter oh, than I he like came it. across. Everybody wanted to see. What's her name? Uh, what's the daughter's name? Oh, I don't know. She had the Daisy Dukes. Oh, yeah. You're sick, man. I like Granny. Anyway, yeah. Granny so, Bomber uh, fan. Like, oh, you know what you like Granny? Oh, not Granny Bomber fan. You like Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, she was granny. my favorite, too. She was trying to cook those golf balls. She said, them ostriches are laying some tough eggs, old Jed. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jethro hate him. (laughs) Anybody can eat a golf ball is a a tough guy in my books, brother. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, Chris. Hey, have a great weekend down there. Enjoy the game. Enjoy everything. And uh, looking forward to, uh, well, another bye week, but then getting you back for the home stretch here between uh, uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Edmonton and Calgary. uh, And then, of course, the postseason. Winnipeg will be in uh, in one respect or another. But uh, I'll I'll leave that to you. And uh, hey, send your best to everybody. Oh, pleasure, buddy. And as I say, go blue. Have a great time. Hey, to this guy, Donnie boy. I didn't get an A in basket weaving, but I did get one in archery. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, some of the courses they offered down there were great. Bowling, uh, archery. Cheese uh, appreciation. Yeah. What? That was a organic? Fresh Prince reference. Cheese did appreciation. You say, did you say organic appreciation? Organic cheese appreciation. I hope all you guys enjoy the organic game with the DB while he's doing the game. And join him in the, what's it called? After, after dark? After dark. It's going to be a real After late one this dark. week. Him and Schnitz are the highest rated show on TV right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> we just edged out the Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. And as Jethro says, see you all next time. Yeah, bitch.